Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I want to make you aware of what I'm calling the In God We Trust Rally. It's going to be held on September the 14th in our place here in Woodland Park, Colorado. And this is to motivate Christians to get involved in our culture and participate. We're going to have state senators and representatives speaking. We are expecting this to make a big impact. We're going to have Dr. Lance Wall now with us. We're going to have Richard Harris, Mark Coward, who runs our practical government school. And it's going to be a great time. Man, if you love this country and if you want to be a part of seeing it turn around and head towards the Lord, come join us on September the 14th for the In God We Trust rally. Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. See, this is the attitude of a steward. I'm just giving back to you a portion of what you've given me. When you start giving, it starts a supernatural flow towards you of God's ability. God will bless you more than you deserve. God will bless you and make things work better than they ever could have. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm in the middle of my teaching on a subject that I've entitled Financial Stewardship. I tell you, this is really powerful. I, I get blessed every time I go back and teach this because this truth totally changed my life. You know, I was actually raised in a pretty well-to-do home. I was not raised in poverty or anything like that, but the church that I went to actually, in a sense, taught poverty. They taught against having money. They taught against riches. And it's kind of hypocritical in a way. I remember a man one time on radio, I was listening to him, and he was speaking against health wealth preachers. Which, you know, that's kind of amusing to me because why would you... I mean, if you are against health and wealth, that means that you are for uh, sickness and poverty. Why would anybody advocate those things? But this man basically was saying that anybody who teaches that God wants you to prosper and stuff, that this is a false gospel, and he was preaching against that. And right after his program got over, it was on a Christian radio station, uh, they came on with the Christian news, and this exact man that was teaching on radio, they said that at that day he was moving into his $8 million mansion that he had built with an indoor Olympic-sized swimming pool. And here he was preaching against health wealth preachers. People who teach that you aren't supposed to prosper, every one of them is prospering. Every one of them has money and stuff. It's kind of hypocritical. Anyway, I'm going to begin to start. I've already laid a foundation. I've been teaching on this for three weeks. And if you've watched these broadcasts, uh, I've specifically gone out of my way to teach on financial stewardship. I didn't name this how to prosper, how to get rich, or something like that, even though prosperity is a part of what Jesus died to produce. I'm going to share that out of 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9. But I've specifically emphasized for two and a half weeks now about how that you need to see God as your source. You are a steward of His resources. This isn't your money. And I've gone out of my way for two and a half weeks to try and get this point across because only if you have the right attitude towards money is it a blessing. 
I'M GOING TO BE USING THESE SCRIPTURES OVER IN 1 TIMOTHY CHAPTER 6, BUT IT TALKS ABOUT THOSE WHO HASTEN TO BE RICH, THAT IT TAKES AWAY THE LIFE OF THE OWNERS THEREOF, THAT THE LOVE OF MONEY IS THE ROOT OF ALL EVIL. AND THERE ARE THINGS THAT PEOPLE USE TO PREACH AGAINST PROSPERITY, AND EVERY TIME THEY DO THAT, IT'S BECAUSE THEY START EMPHASIZING THAT IF YOU ARE WANTING TO BE RICH JUST SO YOU CAN HAVE A BIGGER HOUSE, BIGGER CAR, SO THAT YOU CAN HAVE MORE THINGS, THEY EQUATE THAT WITH GREED, AND THERE'S A NUMBER OF SCRIPTURES THAT TALK ABOUT AGAINST GREED, AND SO THEY IMMEDIATELY SAY THAT. BUT LET ME JUST SAY THAT IF YOU HAVE THIS ATTITUDE THAT I'VE GOT ENOUGH AND I DON'T WANT ANY MORE, THAT GOD HAS GIVEN ME, I DON'T HAVE VERY MUCH, I DON'T DRIVE A GOOD CAR, BUT IT'S, IT'S DEPENDABLE, I CAN GET AROUND, I DON'T LIVE IN A NICE HOUSE, BUT AT LEAST, YOU KNOW, I'M OUT OF THE WEATHER, AND I'VE JUST BARELY GOT ENOUGH TO GET BY. PEOPLE WILL OFTEN QUOTE PHILIPPIANS CHAPTER 4, VERSE 19, THAT SAYS, BUT MY GOD SHALL SUPPLY ALL OF YOUR NEED ACCORDING TO HIS RICHES IN GLORY. AND THEY'LL SAY THAT HE DOESN'T SUPPLY YOUR WANTS, HE SUPPLIES ONLY THE VERY MINIMUM, THE MINIMUM STANDARD. GOD IS JUST A BARELY GET-BY KIND OF GOD. AND THERE'S PEOPLE THAT WILL PREACH THAT AND ACTUALLY THINK THAT'S A GODLY THING, AND THEY'LL SAY, I DON'T HAVE MUCH, BUT I HAVE ENOUGH, I'M CONTENT, I DON'T WANT ANY MORE, I THINK IT'S WRONG TO WANT TO PROSPER. AND THEY WILL EQUATE THAT WITH GREED. DID YOU KNOW THAT THAT IS ACTUALLY A VERY SELFISH ATTITUDE? BECAUSE THAT, STATEMENTS LIKE THAT, MEAN THAT YOU THINK MONEY IS ONLY FOR YOU AND FOR YOUR NEEDS. AND ONCE YOUR NEEDS ARE MET, WELL, THEN FORGET THE REST OF THE WORLD. I MEAN, I'VE GOT ENOUGH. I DON'T WANT ANY MORE. I'M CONTENT WITH WHAT I'VE GOT. THAT IS A VERY SELFISH ATTITUDE. IF YOU UNDERSTAND THE THINGS THAT I'VE BEEN TALKING ABOUT, HOW THAT MONEY EMPOWERS YOU TO BE A BLESSING AND SO THAT YOU CAN AFFECT PEOPLE'S LIVES AND THAT THEY CAN ENTER INTO ETERNITY, PEOPLE WILL BE BORN AGAIN, SPIRIT-FILLED, HEALED, DELIVERED, MARRIAGES WILL BE SET FREE, CHILDREN WILL RETURN TO THE LORD, ALL THESE KIND OF THINGS. IF YOU CAN UNDERSTAND THAT MONEY CAN ACCOMPLISH THESE THINGS AS YOU SHARE THE TRUTH WITH PEOPLE, WELL, THEN YOUR ATTITUDE OUGHT TO BE THAT, MAN, I WANT TO PROSPER, NOT SO THAT I CAN JUST GET BIGGER AND MORE, BUT SO THAT I CAN BE A BIGGER BLESSING. IF YOU'RE SAYING, I'VE GOT ENOUGH AND I DON'T WANT ANY MORE, THAT IS ACTUALLY SELFISH. THAT IS GREEDY. YOU DON'T UNDERSTAND THE PURPOSE OF MONEY. TRUE PROSPERITY IS NOT SELFISH. LET ME SAY IT THIS WAY, BIBLICAL PROSPERITY ISN'T SELFISH, ALTHOUGH IT DOES BENEFIT YOU TREMENDOUSLY. BUT THE REAL ATTITUDE, WHEN YOU BEGIN TO START THINKING THE WAY THAT THE BIBLE TEACHES, IT'S NOT SO THAT YOU CAN HAVE MORE, IT'S SO THAT YOU CAN BE A BIGGER BLESSING. LET ME SHARE A SCRIPTURE WITH YOU ON THIS. IN EPHESIANS CHAPTER 4, VERSE 28, IT SAYS, LET HIM THAT STOLE STEAL NO MORE, BUT RATHER LET HIM LABOR WORKING WITH HIS HANDS THE THING WHICH IS GOOD THAT HE MAY HAVE TO GIVE TO HIM THAT NEEDETH. LOOK AT THE PURPOSE OF YOU LABORING WITH YOUR HANDS. THE REASON YOU DO THIS IS SO THAT YOU CAN PAY YOUR BILLS, SO THAT YOU CAN PROVIDE, SO THAT YOU CAN HAVE FOOD ON THE TABLE. So that you, NO, THAT'S NOT WHAT IT'S SAYING. IT SAYS THE REASON YOU LABOR IS SO THAT YOU CAN HAVE TO GIVE TO HIM THAT NEEDS. THIS IS RADICAL. This is, this is, well, this is radical. There's a lot of it. Well, no, the reason I'm working is I've got car payments. I've got insurance payment. I've got house payment. I've got to have food. I've got to have clothes. I've got kids. I've got kids going through college. I've got to work so that I can do all of these things. No, the Bible says the reason you work 
is so that you can have, so that you can be a blessing to other people. And I know that there's people all over the world right now saying, this is not the way it works in the real world. You preachers can preach things like this, but you know, somebody's got to go out and work and make money and stuff. You don't have everybody just give it to you. Well, anyway, I could debate that. But my point is that, no, the real reason that you work is so that you can prosper and be a blessing to other people. This is exactly what Matthew chapter 6 is saying. Matthew chapter 6 is saying, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and then all of these things, and the things that it's talking about are what you eat, where you sleep, what you're clothed with. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 33, if you go study that. And it says that when you put first the kingdom of God in your finances, then God will supernaturally take care of your needs. And God is El Shaddai, not El Chipo. God will take care of you better than you would ever take care of yourself. You know, I had a man that for a number of years, I think it was 12 years, he bought me new cars. Uh, I would go and buy the car, but he made the payments on it. So it was in, you know, he, he bought these cars for me and he bought me really nice cars. And I actually went to him one time and I said, this is embarrassing. I said, people look at me and ask what I do for a living. When I tell them I'm a minister, they think, well, a minister shouldn't be driving this nice of a car. And I tell them, I said, but it's a gift. What do I do? Turn it down and go drive something that is less so that I could look better in your eyes? That's just, that's bad business, amen. This man was buying these cars for me and I told him, I said, it's embarrassing. And he came back to me and he says, if you aren't embarrassed, about your level of prosperity, then God's not your source. And man, that was, you talk about a paradigm shift. That was a paraquarter shift. I mean, that was huge. But he began to explain, God paves his streets with transparent gold. God makes his gates out of one large pearl. He, the foundations of the new Jerusalem are precious stones. God is El Shaddai, not El Chipo. AND GOD WILL BLESS YOU WHEN YOU PUT FIRST THE KINGDOM OF GOD. BUT MOST PEOPLE DO NOT PUT FIRST THE KINGDOM OF GOD IN THEIR GIVING. THEY ACTUALLY PUT FIRST THEMSELVES. AND I KNOW SOME OF YOU MAY DISAGREE WITH THAT, BUT LET ME JUST GIVE YOU SOME EXAMPLES HERE. I'VE HAD PEOPLE COME TO ME BY THE THOUSANDS AND SAY, YOU KNOW, I'D LOVE TO HELP YOU AND I'D LOVE TO HELP YOU DO THESE THINGS, BUT I JUST DON'T HAVE IT. THE TRUTH IS THEY HAVE MONEY. THEY HAVE A LOT OF MONEY THAT FLOWS THROUGH THEIR HANDS. WHAT THEY MEAN IS, I AM PUTTING FIRST MY KINGDOM. I'M GOING TO PAY ALL OF MY BILLS FIRST. I'M GOING TO PAY MY MORTGAGE, MY INSURANCE, MY HOUSE PAYMENT, MY CAR PAYMENT. I'M GOING TO GO OUT AND USE uh, THIS MONEY TO ENTERTAIN MYSELF, TO ENTERTAIN MY FAMILY. I'M GOING TO DO ALL OF THESE THINGS. AND IF I HAD ANYTHING LEFT OVER, I'D BE GLAD TO GIVE TO GOD. THAT'S NOT FIRST FRUITS, THAT'S LAST FRUITS. YOU NEED TO GIVE TO GOD FIRST. YOU NEED TO PUT GOD FIRST IN YOUR GIVING. YOU KNOW, SOME OF YOU WATCHING THIS PROGRAM PROBABLY HAVE A BUDGET. AND I CAN GUARANTEE YOU THAT THE AVERAGE PERSON, WHEN THEY WRITE DOWN A BUDGET, THEY WRITE DOWN WHAT THEIR MORTGAGE PAYMENT IS OR THEIR RENT. THEY WRITE DOWN WHAT THEIR CAR PAYMENT IS, THEIR INSURANCE, THEIR FOOD, THEIR, uh, YOU KNOW, ENTERTAINMENT, THEIR CLOTHES. THEY WRITE ALL of THESE THINGS DOWN. AND MOST PEOPLE, WHEN THEY MAKE OUT A BUDGET, DON'T EVEN PUT GIVING IN THERE. BUT IF THEY DO, IT'S KIND OF 
leftover. And if you ever get into a pinch where you had some emergency come up, the very first thing that most people do is to cut back on their giving. You know, I saw a Barna survey that in 2008, right there at the end of 2008 and 2009, when the stock market crashed and we had what some people call the Great Recession, George Barna did a survey and found out that the number one way that Christians coped with the downturn in the economy was that they decreased their giving. Most people see giving to the Lord and to the Lord's work as something that is extra. If you have any extra, if you have any left over after all of these other things are taken care of, then you're glad to give as long as it doesn't cramp your style, as long as it doesn't put you in a position where you have to do without something that you really want. If you have something left over, then you'll be glad to give into the kingdom of God. That is not putting first the kingdom of God. To put first the kingdom of God means that if you write out a budget, the very first thing you do is say, man, 10%. And again, I'm not limited to 10%. That's what it was under the old covenant. What we have under the new covenant is so much better that now it's voluntary instead of dictated the way that the tithe was. But I believe you ought to be giving more than 10%. But anyway, whatever it is, 10%, 15 20 whatever it is that you desire to give, most people don't write that down first as I've got to have this much money because this is how much I want to give. You know, a farmer, if you go out and if you, you sit there and say, all right, I need this much money to come in from my crops. Did you know how much money you need, how much crops you need to grow up dictates how much you plant? Let's say that you needed, you know, a hundred acres of wheat to come up and you needed this wheat crop in order to be able to pay all of the things. Well, then that dictates how much you sow. What you reap is dictated by what you sow. And so when it comes to your personal thing, did you know, here's the way you ought to look at it. If you want $100,000, if that's your goal and you need $100,000 or $150,000 a year or something for you. Well, then that should dictate how much you sow. And I believe that the minimum ought to be 10%. So if you need $100,000, well, then you ought to plan. God, I want to give $10,000 this year. And you write that down. And that ought to be the first line on your budget. See, that's putting first the kingdom of God. But no, most people put first all of their needs and then if there's something left over, they're glad to give, but it's not the focus. And did you know that that attitude right there will actually tend towards poverty? God's system, if you do it correctly, you put first the kingdom of God. You put first touching people's lives, changing lives with the power of the gospel, and you invest your money into that. And when you get that attitude and you put first the kingdom of God, then God will supernaturally start taking care of your needs. And again, God is El Shaddai, not El Chipo. If God is in charge of taking care of your needs, He will bless you more than what you would have done. You know, I used this example on my program yesterday, but be, when Jamie and I started building our house, I think it was 30, um, 31 or 32 years ago, 
AND WE STARTED BUILDING OUR HOUSE. I ONLY, I COULD ONLY QUALIFY FOR $60,000 WITH A VA NO DOWN LOAN. I MEAN, WE WERE NOT IN A GREAT FINANCIAL SHAPE. BUT BECAUSE WE HAD PUT FIRST THE KINGDOM OF GOD, I ACTUALLY HAD A HOUSE BUILT THAT WAS PROBABLY WORTH $120,000 OR $130,000 WHEN I BUILT IT BACK 31 YEARS AGO. TODAY, OUR TAX EVALUATION ON IT IS NEARLY HALF A MILLION DOLLARS, AND THAT'S OUR HOUSE AND PROPERTY AND STUFF LIKE THAT. BUT I'M SAYING THAT GOD TOOK CARE OF ME BETTER THAN I WOULD HAVE TAKEN CARE OF MYSELF, THAN I COULD HAVE TAKEN CARE OF MYSELF BECAUSE I PUT FIRST THE KINGDOM OF GOD. I HAD A MAN WHO WAS A CONTRACTOR LITERALLY BUILD MY HOUSE AT COST AND GIVE IT TO ME, AND IT SAVED ME AT LEAST $60,000 IN THE CONSTRUCTION OF THAT HOUSE. AND IT'S A NICE HOUSE, AND GOD'S BLESSED US WITH IT. SO MY POINT IS THAT, SEE, WHEN YOU PUT FIRST THE KINGDOM OF GOD, THEN GOD WILL SUPERNATURALLY START TAKING CARE OF YOUR NEEDS. IF YOU ARE UNDER STRESS, UNDER DURESS, IF YOU CAN'T SLEEP AT NIGHT BECAUSE YOU'RE WONDERING, HOW AM I GOING TO MAKE ALL OF THIS HAPPEN, AND you, YOU FEEL LIKE I'VE GOT TO DO SOMETHING, I WOULD SUGGEST TO YOU THAT YOU HAVEN'T REALLY PUT FIRST THE KINGDOM OF GOD. WHEN YOU TAKE CARE OF GOD'S KINGDOM, GOD WILL TAKE CARE OF YOUR KINGDOM. GOD WILL GIVE YOU DISCOUNTS. HE WILL HAVE PEOPLE COME AND DO THINGS LIKE THIS CONTRACTOR THAT GAVE ME MY HOUSE AT HALF PRICE. GOD WILL HAVE PEOPLE COME AND BLESS YOU AND DO THINGS TO YOU WHEN YOU PUT FIRST THE KINGDOM OF GOD. AND I KNOW THAT SOME OF YOU SAY, WELL, I DO PUT FIRST THE KINGDOM OF GOD. CAN I LOOK AT YOUR FINANCES AND SEE THAT? HOW MUCH ARE YOU SPENDING ON ALL of THESE OTHER THINGS VERSUS HOW MUCH YOU GIVE? YOU KNOW, I HAD A MAN THAT THIS MAN THAT I WAS TALKING ABOUT THAT BOUGHT ME THESE CARS FOR 12 YEARS AND STUFF. AND THIS MAN, uh, he, HE LIVED IN A VERY NICE HOUSE. I MEAN, AN EXPENSIVE HOUSE, MUCH NICER HOUSE THAN WHAT I HAD. HE DROVE REALLY NICE CARS AND STUFF LIKE THIS, AND HE WAS A PREACHER, AND PEOPLE CRITICIZED HIM. BUT DID YOU KNOW WHAT THEY DIDN'T UNDERSTAND WAS THAT THIS MAN GAVE A LOT. AND WHEN YOU GIVE, WHEN YOU PUT FIRST THE KINGDOM OF GOD, YOU CANNOT OUTGIVE GOD. GOD WILL SUPERNATURALLY CAUSE YOU TO PROSPER. HE WILL TAKE CARE OF YOUR KINGDOM WHEN YOU TAKE CARE OF HIS KINGDOM. AND SO HERE'S WHAT I TOLD PEOPLE, THAT THEY CRITICIZED HIM FOR THE HOUSE THAT HE LIVED IN AND THE CARS THAT HE DROVE AND THINGS LIKE THIS. BUT I KNEW BEHIND THE SCENES HOW MUCH HE WAS GIVING AWAY. AND HE WAS GIVING AWAY SOMEWHERE AROUND thirty to $40,000 PER MONTH. AND I DON'T KNOW HIS TOTAL SITUATION, BUT I WAS AT HIS HOUSE ONE TIME WHEN HE GAVE ME, I THINK IT WAS uh, $20,000 FOR SPEAKING AT HIS CHURCH. AND THERE WAS A FRIEND OF MINE THAT WAS STAYING WITH HIM, AND HE GAVE HIM A BRAND NEW CADILLAC THAT WAS WORTH OVER $30,000. SO THAT RIGHT THERE WAS ABOUT $55,000. AND THEN A FRIEND CAME THROUGH, A MISSIONARY, AND HE GAVE HIM $10,000 FOR HIS MINISTRY. SO THAT WAS A, WHAT WOULD THAT HAVE BEEN? $45,000 THAT HE GAVE AWAY IN ONE DAY THAT I WAS THERE? SO WHEN YOU ADD UP THIS MAN'S GIVING, HIS HOUSE THAT HE LIVED IN WAS ONLY ABOUT 14 MONTHS WORTH OF HIS GIVING. NOW SEE, SOME PEOPLE ONLY LOOK AT THE FACT THAT HE LIVED IN A MULTI-MILLION DOLLAR HOUSE AND THEY SAY, WELL, MAN, he, YOU KNOW, A PREACHER SHOULDN'T BE LIVING LIKE THAT. BUT DON'T EVER CRITICIZE A MAN'S HARVEST UNTIL YOU SEE HOW MUCH SEED HE HAS PLANTED. YOUR HARVEST IS DETERMINED BY THE SEED THAT YOU PLANT. 
THIS MAN GAVE SO MUCH THAT THE HOUSE HE LIVED IN, EVEN THOUGH IT WAS AN EXPENSIVE HOUSE, IT WAS ONLY ABOUT 14 MONTHS WORTH OF HIS GIVING. HOW MANY OF YOU WOULD LIKE TO LIVE IN A HOUSE THAT EQUALED 14 MONTHS WORTH OF WHAT YOU'VE GIVEN? (laughs) AMEN. I CAN JUST SEE SOME OF YOU RIGHT NOW FIGURING THIS OUT, AND BOY, YOU GIVE A HUNDRED DOLLARS A MONTH, AND SO 14 MONTHS, $1,400. HOW MANY OF YOU WOULD LIKE TO BE LIVING IN A $1,400 HOUSE? SEE, YOU CAN'T CRITICIZE A PERSON'S HARVEST UNTIL YOU SEE HOW MUCH SEED THEY'VE GIVEN. I WAS VISITING WITH CREFLO DOLLAR ONE TIME. HE'S BECOME A VERY GOOD FRIEND OF MINE, AND THIS MAN'S BEEN A BLESSING TO ME. AND WE WERE TALKING, AND PEOPLE WERE CRITICIZING CREFLO BECAUSE HE LIVES IN A NICE HOUSE. I'VE NEVER SEEN HIS HOUSE. I'VE HEARD PEOPLE TALK ABOUT IT, BUT HE LIVES IN A NICE HOUSE. HE he DRIVES A ROLLS ROYCE. IT WAS GIVEN TO HIM. HE DIDN'T BUY IT. PEOPLE GAVE IT TO HIM. HE ACTUALLY GOT SO EMBARRASSED OVER DRIVING THIS FANCY CAR, A BLACK MAN, YOU KNOW, DRIVING THIS FANCY CAR. HE FIGURED PEOPLE WERE EITHER GOING TO THINK HE WAS A DRUG DEALER OR, uh, YOU KNOW, SOMETHING, OR HE HAD STOLEN THE CAR. AND SO ANYWAY, HE SOLD THE CAR BECAUSE OF WHAT PEOPLE WOULD THINK ABOUT HIM. AND THEN THE LORD GOT ON HIS CASE AND HE SAYS, THOSE PEOPLE GAVE THIS TO YOU AS A GIFT. I INSPIRED IT. THIS WAS MY GIFT TO YOU, AND YOU DIDN'T APPRECIATE IT. AND CREFLO HAD TO REPENT. AND HE WENT AND BOUGHT THE CAR BACK AT A LOSS. AND SO HE'S DOING IT OUT OF OBEDIENCE. BUT PEOPLE CRITICIZE CREFLO OVER THE LIFESTYLE THAT HE LIVES. AND WE WERE TALKING ABOUT THIS ONE TIME, AND I FORGET THE DETAILS. I'LL PROBABLY GET SOME OF THIS WRONG. FORGIVE ME, CREFLO, OR ANYBODY ELSE IF I DON'T SAY IT EXACTLY. BUT AS WE TALKED, HE HAS GIVEN AWAY, I THINK, OVER A HUNDRED HOMES. HE'S PAID PEOPLE'S HOMES OFF. HE'S SOWN HOMES. WHEN YOU SOW A HUNDRED HOMES, YOU CAN'T HELP BUT REAP A VERY, VERY NICE HOME. HE HAS GIVEN AWAY MULTIPLE HUNDREDS OF CARS TO PEOPLE, AND BECAUSE OF THAT, HE REAPED BACK A ROLLS ROYCE THAT WAS EVEN EMBARRASSING TO HIM BECAUSE IT WAS SO NICE AND STUFF. BUT SEE, DON'T CRITICIZE CREFLO'S HARVEST UNTIL YOU SEE HOW MUCH SEED HE'S PUT IN THE GROUND. THE PEOPLE THAT ARE CRITICIZING CREFLO, I CAN GUARANTEE YOU, THEY HAVEN'T SOWN A HUNDRED HOMES INTO OTHER PEOPLE. THEY HAVEN'T SOWN HUNDREDS OF CARS INTO OTHER PEOPLE'S LIVES, AND YET THEY'RE QUICK TO CRITICIZE HIM. DON'T EVER CRITICIZE A PERSON'S HARVEST UNTIL YOU SEE HOW MUCH SEED THEY'VE PUT IN THE GROUND. WHEN YOU GET TO WHERE YOU SEEK FIRST THE KINGDOM OF GOD, WHEN YOU ARE USING YOUR RESOURCES TO BLESS OTHER PEOPLE, I GUARANTEE YOU, YOU START A SUPERNATURAL, DIVINE FLOW TOWARDS YOU WHERE GOD WILL ADD ALL OF THESE OTHER THINGS TO YOU, MATTHEW 6, 33. AND THAT'S A PROMISE OF GOD. IT SAYS IN MARK CHAPTER 10 THAT THERE'S NOT A SINGLE PERSON, NO MAN THAT HATH LEFT HOUSE, FATHER, MOTHER, BROTHER, SISTER, LANDS FOR MY SAKE, BUT HE WILL RECEIVE A HUNDREDFOLD IN THIS LIFE WITH PERSECUTION. IF YOU TRULY HAVE A PURE HEART AND THE MOTIVE BEHIND YOUR GIFT IS MORE IMPORTANT THAN YOUR GIFT, BUT WHEN YOU START GIVING AND TRULY PUTTING GOD'S KINGDOM FIRST, GOD WILL START MULTIPLYING FINANCES TO YOU A HUNDRED TIMES IN THIS LIFE, NOT JUST IN THE ONE TO COME, BUT IN THIS LIFE. SO THE WAY UP IN GOD'S KINGDOM IS DOWN. TO HUMBLE YOURSELF. THE WAY TO PROSPER IN GOD'S KINGDOM ISN'T TO HOARD, BUT IT'S TO OPEN UP YOUR HANDS AND START GIVING AND USING YOUR MONEY TO PROSPER AND BUILD FIRST THE KINGDOM OF GOD. WHEN YOU PUT GOD'S KINGDOM FIRST, 
GOD WILL SUPERNATURALLY START BUILDING YOUR KINGDOM AND YOU CANNOT OUTGIVE GOD. MAN, I TESTIFY TO THAT. I BEAR WITNESS TO IT. I AM NOT THE PERFECT EXAMPLE. I HAVEN'T DONE AS MUCH AS WHAT, LIKE I WAS TALKING ABOUT CREFLO DOLLAR, BUT MAN, I'VE GIVEN AWAY DOZENS OF CARS AND YOU KNOW WHAT? I'VE HAD MULTIPLE CARS GIVEN TO ME. I HAVE GIVEN FINANCES HUNDREDS OF THOUSANDS OF DOLLARS, MILLIONS OF DOLLARS. I'VE GIVEN TO OTHER PEOPLE TO HELP THEM IN THEIR NEED. AND YOU KNOW WHAT? BECAUSE OF IT, GOD BLESSES ME AND FINANCES COME BACK. I'M TELLING YOU, THIS IS HOW YOU PROSPER IN GOD'S KINGDOM. I'M OUT OF TIME TODAY, BUT I'VE GOT THIS TEACHING ENTITLED FINANCIAL STEWARDSHIP. I WOULD ENCOURAGE YOU TO PLEASE GET THIS. I'VE GOT IT IN ENGLISH, IN SPANISH. I'VE GOT STUDY GUIDES. I'VE GOT DVDs, CDs ON THIS, AND WE'VE GOT AN EXTRA BONUS uh, DVD THAT IS THE TESTIMONIES OF OTHER PEOPLE WHO HAVE TAKEN THESE SAME PRINCIPLES THAT I'M TALKING ABOUT, PUT THEM INTO PRACTICE, AND BECAUSE OF IT, THEY ARE VERY PROSPEROUS PEOPLE, AND THEY'RE JUST GIVING TESTIMONY TO THIS WORKS. IF YOU'LL LISTEN, OUR ANNOUNCER WILL GIVE YOU INFORMATION ABOUT HOW YOU CAN RECEIVE ALL OF THESE PRODUCTS. Andrew's complete teaching titled Financial Stewardship is available in either a CD or DVD album or as a book or companion study guide. Also available is the Financial Breakthroughs DVD, which includes six true stories of people that experience the freedom of turning their finances over to God. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount or you can get the Financial Stewardship Package. This package includes the book, study guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album, as well as the Financial Breakthroughs DVD. This package has a catalog value of $115, but you can get it today for only $80. Also, Andrew would like to make available his redesigned Living Commentary Bible software. Download your copy of Andrew's Living Commentary and start studying through the Bible with Andrew today. The Living Commentary is available for both Mac and PC for a gift of only $120 exclusively as a download at awmi.net. The individual topic highlighted on today's broadcast is available as an audio CD for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. You can order resources or become a Grace Partner through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. Before you even have a need, God has already supplied your need. I know that all day long people are being blessed here and their lives are being changed. If there's anything you want to know about anything, then Jesus is the one. Folks, the moment you get saved, you ought to show the world what Jesus has done for you. I'm just enjoying being fed by people that have walked places that I haven't walked. 
If you lay foundations in people's lives, they will get a hold of grace. Because you can't be a pastor and do what a pastor does without grace. I feel like this is an opportunity at the minister's conference for ministers to receive the ministry that we need. You're gonna to speak to the mountain and it's gonna move. But first you gotta have faith in God. It's time for us to rediscover the full power of the Holy Spirit. Hello, this is Andrew Womack and I'd like to encourage you to check out our Gospel Truth TV. You are gonna be blessed, so check it out. It's 24-7, gospeltruth.tv.